Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back for the 99th time to the tiny room. This is because it's episode it's episode 99. This is episode, we we split some of the other episodes, though, so it's probably more than that. Look, it doesn't matter. I'm the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined today not by the Benjamin of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, but I am joined by by the man who has been called the John Wick to Ben's to Ben's. What's the name? This is terrible. <laughs> He's been called the John Wick. To Ben's Liam Neeson from Taken, but from Taken 3, nice. not from the first Taken. It's Shane. Hello, Shane. I like that we've segued into Ben's racism almost instantly. Oh, yeah, because... Uh, no, look, we talked. We actually talked about um, Liam Neeson's alleged racism on the podcast a few weeks ago, so we're, I don't think we're, we go back into that. No, but, but let's talk about Ben's racism. <laughs> we could do that, but let's first... shine a light. That's the theme of this podcast, shining a light on Ben's faults. But first, Shane, let's insert the theme music, but without Ben's famous mouth thing. Do you want me to do the famous mouth thing? Do you want to do it? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. For us, I don't want to name any names. Rachel, I hope it's Rachel. Right, okay, that's a uh, <laughs> comedy gold. Shane, we saw you're quite proud of that, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Shane, we saw, but last week, if you remember, we saw possibly something which is on track to become the biggest film of all time. Marvel's The Avengers, Iron Man 22, Avengers, oh, this isn't funny, Iron Man 22, <laughs> Avengers 4, Endgame, Infinity War 2. You're looking as worn out as the Marvel's franchise is. Oh, very good. <laughs> Look, that's, uh, I'm going to have to stop doing that. Shane, we saw it last week. We did. Your initial there. reaction, as Ben said, was not that positive. Nah. I wasn't as excited about it as anybody else. That's true. I didn't get to eat sweets like Jim, so <laughs> didn't have that going for me. I don't have a room dedicated to Marvel action figures like you, Hold so on didn't a second. have that going for me. They're not all me. Marvel action figures. A good many of them are. Yeah, a lot of them are Transformers, though. Aren't uh, they owned by Disney as well? Are they? Transformers, no. Oh, no, okay. Transformers are owned by Hasbro. Hasbro are trying to set themselves up as a competitor to Disney, if anything. There's a Jack Sparrow up there. He's Disney, though. Yeah. There's a there's a Stargate up there as well. You'll see. I have two Star Wars action figures. Yeah, they're Disney. They are Disney. That's true. Maybe I'm a Disney shill. You might be. Oh, big no. Disney has gotten to you. Oh, no, Big Mouse. Big yeah, Mouse has gotten. I think it's Big Mickey at this stage. Big Mickey has got to me and and swayed me. Anyway, Shane, what do you think about it with a bit of retrospect? A bit of red. It was still very long. It's very long. It's it's uh, and like I said it to Ben right before we went in. This is gonna be fucking self congratulatory. It was very. It was. There was a lot of backslap and a lot of. Didn't we do that? Look at this from a different angle. People have said it's a victory lap. It is. I don't think it is because I think it was. I yeah. described it as a victory wank. Yes, that's a bit more crass. Yeah. <laughs> also, not really a thing. <laughs> in many, Maybe not in your household. Not in my house. Not in many households. Um, but look, I don't think it was a victory lap because it did resolve the plots. It, the last half hour, maybe, was a bit of a victory lap. I 
or the middle we're, we're section. We're doing spoilers, aren't we? Yeah, we, yeah, 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 we yeah. fully spoiled that. So there's lots of time the travel. The Russo brothers. Uh, the bits of time travel where he got to go and meet his father and tie up all of those kind of emotional bits and yeah. then go see the bit where Cap did this yeah. and Hulk did that. And, and, did, all, yeah, the and little fight. all of that was a bit too much for my liking. But that was the bit which was, hey, we heard you like Marvel films, so we put some Marvel films up in yeah. the Marvel film. Yeah, that's the bit that pissed me off. That was the bit you didn't like. Yeah. So Act 1 and 3 were fine. Yeah. But 2 I was mean, a bit self-congratulatory. I didn't like time travel during it. Having read more about it and listened to the Russos and Cap went off and lived in an alternate timeline for oh. a bit. Yeah, all right. It's reasonably coherent, the time Re- travel. Yeah. The thing is, though, it contradicts its own self because if you still accept the TV shows as being part of that universe... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have done time travel where traveling Your to the past. Your commitment to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is admirable. <laughs> it really is. I'm not a real commitment phobe. <laughs> no. Um, it, they, they, I think they travel to the past and change the present in that. Or they, they change the future by... Ah, tra- oh, it doesn't matter. It's all very contradictory. Yeah. Look, Shane, they're doing a season six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Just for you? I think so. It's really <laughs> good of them. Shane, I've been watching Cloak and Dagger, as you know. Yes, I haven't. And... I say this nearly weekly, but its strength is very likable leads and its weakness is really lacking any point. You know, they're always doing a thing. Yeah, but the but things, I mean, that's being a teenager, isn't it? In a way, you could say that, but... Veering from one thing that doesn't matter to the next. Yeah. So I was thinking, Shane, of all of the TV shows that they currently have, that would be the best positioned to deal with the snap. Because it doesn't really have... A point. Yeah, so, there's no villain that gets taken out of it. or Yeah. Yeah, it's just that so, it would happen and they could deal with it. Exactly. And they wouldn't be able to do anything about it. It would just be two teenage superheroes living in this horrible, grim world. Just a small uh, town boy. Yeah, exactly. Living in a lonely world. No, grim world. Took a midnight train going anywhere. Because the conductor was Cloak dead. Oh, yeah. and dagger. <laughs> You confident enough in your singing voice? No, you God, that's going to people to hear that. That's going to be a thing I listen to with a touch of regret. Yeah, um, I don't think there's too many A and R people listening to this podcast. No, but, very few. We did get one. Uh, one, hey, hit us up in a DM, but I think it was a bot. Yeah, maybe that guy who did the theme music could <laughs> auto tune the shit out of that for me. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, if you're listening still, uh, Stephen. You could sort that out for us. Anyway, yes, I think Cloak and Dagger would be very well positioned to be a post-snap show that deals with it. Because what we all thought was it was just going to reset the universe and none of it would have happened and all the TV shows could continue on their merry way. But that's not going to happen. No. Because five years passed. Yeah. And they didn't really undo And everyone this. was real sad. And everyone was real sad for five years. It would be the, the blue period of the Marvel TV universe where everyone was just sad. Yeah. And Shane, 50% of all the people, I'm going on about this too much. Yeah. Anyway, look. You're, you're really, you're going over old ground here. Shane, what people love to hear is box office talk. Yeah, people love numbers. <laughs> people do love numbers. Shane, this podcast is coming out on Monday. So Avengers The Endgame has just finished its second weekend. And as you're listening to this, listeners, it has just overtaken Infinity War and The Force Awakens at the box office. Oh, it has done that on May the 4th. Exactly. <laughs> oh, such treachery. <laughs> Take that, modern Star Wars. But, Shane, I, I, th- that's phenomenal. That In two weeks, it has reached 
the third position in the all-time box office, it's probably going to overtake Titanic by Wednesday or Thursday. Shane, that's incredible. I can see from your cold dead eyes that this doesn't really mean very much to you. I just, that, as a counterpoint to like to bring the listeners back into the real world, <laughs> I was hanging around the flats the other day and I got an egg thrown at me. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know you're saying that's incredible yeah. and it really matters and shit. Yeah. But it only matters insofar as it stops the eggs hitting you. Yeah. If you get me. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. To create a new metaphor. I was thinking about why people are so invested in this. And the big thing is, is Endgame going to beat um, Avatar at the all-time box office? And it's a tribalism thing. It's a sports team thing. Might be. I think it is. I think people have invested so much into the Marvel Cinematic Universe now that they feel like they support it. Even though it's this massive corporate entity, mm. like a Manchester United or a Chelsea or whoever is a relevant I feel, football team. And like, I know this is a podcast about feelings now, <laughs> um, that on, much like any kind of debate about feminism and toxic masculinity yes. that somebody interjects with, it's not all men, Mick. Yeah. I'd like you to go, a lot of people feel this, Shane. I know you don't feel that committed <laughs> to the Marvel Universe. You don't really, do no. you? No. Some of them you don't even like. Oh, actively dislike. Even some of the good ones. Which are the good ones? I didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Neither did Ben. I you have thought... a lot in common with Ben in your opinions. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I thought Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was one of those, you know, the one shots? Yeah. That just somehow got stretched out to two hours. It, it was a bit it irrelevant. It was just bloated and pointless. It was... It was a character piece. Like, if they had taken that down to a nice tight 20 minutes, it would have been excellent. They could have stuck it on the end of the DVD for all those people who still buy physical DVDs. But I buy them. They're all there. He fought his dad, Shane. And who among us doesn't have father issues? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And who hasn't wanted to physically fight their own father? You have it many times. (laughs) I know, for a fact. Um, Anyway, look. It's probably going to be, it might be the highest grossing film of all time, which might be exciting if you feel... Don't have eggs thrown at you. Yeah, and if you feel an emotional connection to the massive corporate entity of Disney, uh, as opposed to... Big Mickey. Big Mickey. (laughs) Big Mickey's going to get you. Anyway, Shane, speaking of Big Mickey's biggest rival, um, is DC really Marvel's biggest rival anymore? That's probably probably wrong. Something we missed... In, in the excitement about uh, Infinity War was the trailer release last week of DC's Swamp Thing. We've just watched it. We have. Were you blown away? I mean, it's amazing, Mick. There's a plant and he's essentially moving. Yes. No, he is moving. <laughs> yeah, but like not just geotropism or photosensitivity or good, anything like yeah. that. Like under some sort of will. Yeah. A plant with will. It's the green. I've lost interest. (laughs) Uh, It's an interesting story though, Shane. I don't know if you know this, but the TV show is going to be released on DC... What's it called? DC Universe? DC Streaming? DC DC Plus? DC Money Grab? DC Money Grab. DC We Want to Be Streaming too. Yeah. Um, It's going to be released on there. I think it was scheduled for 10 episodes, but they stopped production after 8. They're still going to release it. And they're still going to promote it. And like... Did they halfway through episode four go, look, lads, I know we said 10, but eight. I don't or know. did they at eight go, no, that's your budget. I, I, think, it, rook. I think it might be the second one. Oh, that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, it's not even going to be a cliffhanger. It's just going to be next yeah. week on Swamp Thing. And that then happened with, well, not, they didn't halt it. It just happened to roll into the next season of Shooter on Netflix when Ryan Philippe broke his arm. Oh. 
yeah, he broke his arm, so they couldn't finish it. But they released it on time and had to stop the season two episodes early. Oh, really? So it was all this tense build-up of the, are these two guys going to go go get each other and fight each other and result. No, he just stopped there. It was like <laughs> it was almost like he was just going down to the shop for groceries, and it stopped there for oh, no reason because no. he'd broken his arm. Yeah, so that's how it's going to happen. But did the shooter resolve itself in the end? Did they it come did. back? Got another season. Yeah, so he came see. back, and in the first episode, tied up all the loose ends from the last season, and then set about a new adventure. I wouldn't be convinced that Swamp Thing is going to get those episodes. Oh. That's going to be very depressing. Do you remember Mortal Kombat Conquest? No, I talk about it all the time. It. Uh, <laughs> The good old days. The good old days. It was from it was from the ni- the late nineties, early two thousands when everything was unne- unnecessarily sexy. Unnecessarily? Yeah. Like everyone was sexy. Like they'd go to a shop. I wasn't. <laughs> you weren't, I know, I knew you. You had a Lego Man haircut and a and a duster jacket. Yeah. Um let's not start flinging insults here. <laughs> they um wasn't your finest hour either. No, it wasn't, was it? I looked like I was in the band The Proclaimers. Uh <laughs> I would walk 500 miles if I had the energy, which I probably yeah. didn't. Shane, what was I, I saying there? 500 miles for some smack. <laughs> <laughs> I, was probably, I was pretty thin. I was pretty svelte. Yeah. What were we saying? What were we saying before we started insulting each other? Oh, yeah. 90s. 90s. Unnecessarily sexy. They would go into a shop and the shopkeep would be sexy. Yeah. And then all the extras were Everyone was sexy. But anyway, it ended on a cliffhanger and then never got a season two. Very Good sad. story. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Speaking of cliffhangers, Shane... <laughs> Go on. Uh, have you been watching season two of one of our favourite things from last year, The Cobra Kai? I've watched the first episode. Oh. John Kreese is back. I thought, Shane, and I said this with great confidence to people in real life, that the actor who played John Kreese was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe such is the power of YouTube that they've reanimated him. It could be. A yeah, deep like, fake. Yeah. Oh. Is it a deep fake? Or is the actor still alive? No, I think he's just alive. Okay. Why did I think he was dead? Do you know? Um, Reach into the recesses of my mind and try and pluck that forth. Like the darkness at the back of your mind. Did John Kreese die? No. John Kreese just disappeared at the end of it. Uh, remember he came back with Billy, the guy with the ponytail, who I tried to model myself on for a while. <laughs> We're really delving into our shameful youths. Here. Yeah. Um, he came back with him and they brought in that ringer. The kid. No, what was this in? This was like Karate Kid 3? Three? Three? Yeah. Must have been 3. In 2, he went over to Japan. 3, he came back. Mr. Miyagi was going to set up a bonsai uh, shop. shop. Yeah. And they bullied him into, bullied Daniel into signing up to the uh, tournament again. Remember they dangled him off the side of the cliff? No. Broke his bonsai tree. They broke Daniel's bonsai yeah, tree? Yeah, brought in a ringer, the bad boy of uh, karate. Oh, really? Which, I mean, looking back now, just isn't all that scary. <laughs> Probably a bit of a dweeb. Imagine some guy appeared on Irish Fighter magazine and it was described as the bad boy of traditional karate. And Michael came Venom up, Page. Came up to try and fight you. <laughs> Be <laughs> like, Ki-Ai, yeah. <laughs> Um I don't remember any of that. So why was it so shocking when John Kreese came back at the end of season one of Cobra Kite? Was it not? Was it only shocking for me because he I just, thought the actor was dead? He disappeared and... I, don't know. I think there might have been some throwaway comment because the first thing that, um, what's his name, Johnny Lawrence, Johnny Lawrence says to him is, "I thought you were dead." Oh, so maybe that's I mean, what did it for I me. I think he just was so completely removed from the myth- mythology of it. Right after that, like just disappeared and was gone. Oh. But he introduced himself as, and this is only episode one, so I'm going to spoil it. Uh, having like reenlisted in the army and running special ops in Iraq. 
So he's like, a liar. It wouldn't, he mightn't be. Like, he did originally receive his martial arts training in the army. Did he? Yeah. You know a lot more about Karate Kid than I do. It was more formative for me. Huh. Hilary Swank? Yeah. Good. A little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's on YouTube Premium though, and I haven't got YouTube Premium, so no, we'll probably have to wait a while to watch it. Yeah, I don't have YouTube Premium either. I don't have DC DC streaming service. I, I don't, don't know if you can get DC Universe s- in Ireland. I don't have Hulu. I don't plan on signing up to Disney Plus. I mean, the future of television watching is changing. Yeah, very rapidly. How many? Like How when many... you talk about the tribalism and people attaching themselves, you're going to end up with people just attaching themselves to a streaming service. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you watch? No, sorry, I'm a Netflix guy. I'm more of a Hulu type of person. Yeah. We're a Hulu family. Yeah. It'll be like Sinn Féin. And, and there'll be like, Gale. each one will have their like tentpole kind of... Loyalists. Yeah. But like, there's the series, you know? HBO will have something out. Game something of Thrones. Massive. Game of Thrones is coming to an end and like, what did we get to discuss last week's episode? I suppose we do. Yeah. yeah I, th- I suppose we have to. Yeah, go on then. No, hold on. Let's talk. Finish talking about oh, yeah. this first. So yeah. yeah, I mean, so you're going to end up with this. Like, oh, did you watch Game of Thrones? Sorry, we're a Hulu family. We're a Hulu family around we're here. We're watching Throne of Thorns. Ga- ga- game of Eggs. Yeah, isn't there egg, egg on, egg, <laughs> egg and pudding or something? Is going to be a spin-off? Probably. Um, the Adventures yeah. of Bron and Pod. Yeah, Bron Pod. <laughs> That's what we should call this. Um, but yeah, Disney Plus is going to be a big one as well. I don't know. You might be right. They they may start cannibalizing each other, though. and They might. Or you'll, each have, other. you'll end up with someone that doesn't have a studio mm-hmm. paying for rights for all of the top ones. And you get that sort of amalgam service. Yeah. Maybe. And or they'll sell it to something like Sky, who is essentially the amalgam service. Yeah. But there's going to be a country by country thing as well, where rights are different in different countries and different yeah. companies have rights. It's going to be awkward. Maybe it will just be the return of internet piracy. Yay! <laughs> for internet pirates. pirates. <laughs> um, we all love pirates. Everybody loves pirates. Jolly fellows. Yeah. Shane, I was going to say something there. What were we going to say? Oh, Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes. It was very dark, wasn't it? It was. It was almost impossible to see. Very hard to see. Did you see the quote from the guy, the cinematographer, the lighting guy? No. He came on. The Dolly Grip. Who knows? The best boy. He certainly wasn't. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Apparently, it's excellent in high definition 4D, though. Yeah, in the cinema, it's just, he came on, he's like, it wasn't shot dark. You want to know how I know that? Because I shot it. Oh. You're like, throwing some shade around. Oh, very good. Yeah. Shade. I like your puns. Uh, you've worked it well. I thought it was pretty enjoyable, but I sat right up in front of the screen with the lights off and the curtains pulled. No, I watched it kind of midday. Uh, that's how so I, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I read a lot of lists of lists of people who died, and a lot of them were wrong. Oh, because yeah. They, a lot of people thought Gilly died, because I thought Gilly is Sam's yes lady friend a lot of people thought she died because someone who looks vaguely similar does die a lot of them look the same yeah that's the other issue like just poor dirty people yeah getting killed there's a new prejudice we're introducing to the podcast (laughs) no because they are poor and they're dirty because they're up in the north people in the north are poor and dirty yeah but I mean that's the point of the like your prejudice it's not my prejudice. It is your prejudice. What you're saying is that you don't socialise with enough poor, dirty people that you can tell them apart. You not, haven't learned their quirks. Not poor, dirty people who look like medieval peasants. I mean, everything I own is covered in cat piss. So. <laughs> 
I think that covers me for being poor and dirty. Oh, it literally is. Yeah, look, we've had an issue. The cat has been pissing everywhere. Before we started the podcast, we had a little hunt for cat piss puddles. <laughs> we found one on the computer. So if this, uh, so this glitches a, out, that's probably why. There's a GoFundMe for Ed Sheeran's <laughs> pissing problems. Yeah, it's not good. Anyway, Shane, the reason, the big... Have we covered everything? Infinity War... Swamp Thing, Copper Kai. Yeah, Game of Thrones, good. Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, yeah. Really clears the board of that nasty White Walker problem. And yes. And now they can just get back to the... To the Game of Thrones. To the politics. Yeah. To what the people really tuned in for. Yeah. Get back to... As we said, though, the other week, people would not have watched this show if it had started like this. No. People no, would have been like, what the fuck is this? Get this away from me. And you and I... Yeah. Could you imagine if they started a show like this, mm-hmm. you and I would have watched it. We would have. And then they slowly turned it into a political <laughs> drama with no dragons. <laughs> and a much lower budget. <laughs> Where's the dragons gone? That is what happens to a lot of shows, though. Uh, my favourite show that I like bringing up on the podcast repeatedly, Andromeda. Ah, oh, I love it, Andromeda. Andromeda, by season five, was a very low-key, cheap sci-fi show where they were barely ever on a ship. I think season four is entirely set on a planet. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, but no, it's not good. No, and they lost, I lost, stopped watching after season one or two. They lost a lot of their main cast I as kind well. of didn't understand what happened to your one that was... Transgemini. Yeah, the son. She was a son? She was a son, yeah. She, was the, f- she was the avatar of a son. In in that universe, sons are sentient and create can create avatars. And she was the avatar of a son. Yeah, you look a bit confused, but I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> she was a son. She was the Avatar. Remember in, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which you didn't really like? Yeah. Remember how Ego was a planet, but he could create avatars of himself? Yes. It was like that. No, <laughs> that's totally clear. Anyway, look, I, I've forgotten what we were talking about. Shane, you came over this morning and you have described yourself as moist with anticipation for the upcoming John Wick 3. Yes. Um, I said the week before we went to see Avengers Infinity War, we saw something else in the cinema. No, Avengers Endgame. Yes, that one. Yeah. Um, We saw that other thing, Hellboy, which I didn't actually like, listeners. (laughs) Let's clear the air on that one. That That was was one of those things which was very funny for me and Ben that we accused you of enjoying it. But most people just took it as being obviously true. I did not like that. It has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it? No, it doesn't. I don't check that sort of shit. You're the, the numbers guy. It's very bad. It is. It's it even bad. Even something which I noticed when we were watching John Wick 2 this morning, it even completely, completely misuses Ian McShane. Yeah. A Ian national McShane's treasure. Great. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we were sitting watching the trailers for Hellboy, and obviously there was a... Tra- or Watching the trailers at Hellboy, yes. obviously there was a trailer for... Endgame. Yes. And then followed that by a trailer for John Wick 3. And mm-hmm. I turned to Ben and I said, who even gives a shit about Endgame when you've got a world with John Wick 3? Yeah. And so Ben sort of agreed with me because he's either in agreement with me or afraid of me. Yeah. Well, I mean... Or both. That's politics, really, yeah. isn't it? Oh, politics Game there. of Films. Game of Films. That's what this <laughs> podcast should have been called. Game of Films with Pod and Braun. Anyway, Shane... In anticipation for John Wick 3 pair of bell ends, <laughs> we have. Uh, yeah, I came up with that just now. That That's was, brilliant. That was good. Um, in anticipation for that, we, we watched John Wick 2. Yeah. Just this morning, just a few minutes ago. Shane, it's very good. It is. It's excellent. You tell the listeners what about it makes it so good. Because, Shane, I don't know if you know this, right? Here, do you want to hear some numbers? Go numbers. John Wick 1. Made 88 million. 
That was on a box office. Pretty low budget. On a very low budget. A budget of about eight. Yeah. So, I mean, huge return on investment. But relatively few people have seen it compared to, say, Avengers Endgame. Yes. Not relatively few. Few. Well, it is relatively few. Then, John Wick 2, on a slightly higher budget, made $176 Lots of people saw it. Not that many, though. Some more people saw it. $176 is not that much. I mean, it's a lot of money, obviously. It's more money than we'll see in our lifetimes. Yeah. Uh, unless you get hit by an egg and <laughs> it's a magic egg and it has money in a it. A dragon egg. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of money, but it's not that much in the international box office. It's not a smash hit. No. It's a sleeper hit. Yeah. So that, not not everyone has seen John Wick's. And which, what is strange about John Wick is it's not on Netflix or Prime. No. Or some of the other we streaming look, services. Disney Plus. Yes. DC Universe. <laughs> Hulu. Hulu's doing a Ghost Rider series, by the way, with the Ghost Rider from my favorite show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, nice for you. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. <laughs> I'll be the only one watching that. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know why it's not on. We looked for it this morning on Netflix and we were presented with, well, we don't have that. Would you like to watch The Equalizer? Yeah. Come on. This is also about a silent hero type yeah. with you a like, code of his own. Yeah. Would you like to watch any of these Jason Statham films we've got for you? About silent hero types with a code <laughs> of their own. Some of them have a bit of nudity in them. Would that, would that suit you, sir, this morning of a half ten on a Sunday morning? Oh, sorry, Shane. Look, we're rambling. Shane, yes. tell us what's good about the first John Wick. The first John Wick is, it feels very much like it's set in a world that I recognise. A normal world. A yes, real world. a normal world. Obviously, John Wick has a nicer house than me. Yeah. A comparably nice dog. Yeah. Um, his wife has died. I mean, all of those things are normal. Yeah, they're all... Not they're... my wife hasn't died. <laughs> no, she's fine. She's injured. Yeah. Not by my hand. No. Um, a minor accident. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, it spirals a little. John Wick is attacked by some Russian thugs. Goons, yeah. Goons. Uh, Goonskis? Goonskis, no, yeah. Polish. <laughs> I think it'd be alright. Um, they kill his dog. They do, Shane. Which, I mean, what sort of monster kills a dog? You can always tell. If you're watching a film, killing a dog is a statement. Yeah, I mean... I would prefer to see a gratuitous rape on screen than a dog getting killed. <laughs> Are you sure you want to say that? Well, obviously I don't want... like. Obviously, I don't want to see anyone actually raped. It's just... It's less upsetting. Yeah. I think... That we, we need, we need le- to get some women's opinions on this, but I think it's true that you can inflict any level of violence on a human. Yeah. But then, like, someone pointing a gun at a dog, and then off screen... Yeah, I mean, that's one of the most upsetting things that you can that put on screen. Ultimate test in Kingsman, it was... Do you remember... It was the what? show the main villain was a real... Cowboys versus ninjas. They were given a dog and then he had to kill it. Yeah. That was um, in that. And the main villain in Alita Battle Angel killed a dog to show yeah. he was a real piece of shit. Yeah. They're all like... These people are monsters. Um, completely without empathy. The the lead character in in the TV show The Leftovers, which I also go on about probably too much, has a, a moral quandary about a man killing a dog. Have you seen The Leftovers? No. Yeah, watch it. It's good. Yeah, you keep saying that. You'd like it, though. People wear cowboy hats. Okay. And there's a man with a pickup truck. Yeah. Sold. (laughs) (laughs) Trailers didn't focus heavily enough on that. No. Uh, It's very good, though. But they kill a dog. Yeah, go on. Um, Other examples of dog killing. I think you do. Yeah, you've other just villains who will shoot a dog. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the real central plot of John Wick that they kill his dog. They shouldn't have killed his dog. Yeah, they really shouldn't. In, in the they same could have w- roughed him up a bit. Mm. 
maybe taking the car. Anyway, so this happens to John Wick. and all In the of same way that they shouldn't have beaten up Chloe Moretz in The Equalizer. Yes. They shouldn't have killed John Wick's dog. Yeah. So John Wick, it turns out, was some sort of super assassin. Yeah. The Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Um, this juvenile Russian One of Ben's favourite characters. <laughs> Baba Yaga. This juvenile Russian thug goes back, explains to his father ultimately what happened, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh shit! What you do that to John, John Wick? <laughs> John Wick's unkillable. Yeah, he's gonna come for us." Mm-hmm. And so he does, and he kills them all. Yeah, and like I really like something where a hero is set up as he's really good at killing people, mm-hmm. and he shows up, and he's really good at killing people. Yeah, one of my favorite sort of guilty pleasure action figures or action films is. Equilibrium with Christian Bale. That's very good. Because he's real good at killing people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll just send out like 50 men to get him. And he, he kills, just kills yeah. them all. Of course he does. There's no trick. There's no, you know, he gets the lightsaber using his magic to fly towards him. Then he gets them or he recovers something or something happens in the background or some female character runs in and saves the day <laughs> in the interest of representation. Ooh. None of that happens. He's just a badass and yeah. he kills everyone. Yeah, including Sean Bean. Yeah, and the same is true of John Wick. He just fucking kills everyone. Yeah. So then the second one we watched today. Yeah, this um, morning was very good. You can explain that one because you actually watched it and now remember most of it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it's set immediately after. So this whole film series looks like it takes place in the space of about a week. Yeah. Maybe even less. And they resolve the thing with the car and the puppy almost instantly. So he like he finishes off the Russians or the Hungarians or whoever they were. Yeah. And then an Italian comes back and says, you owe me, John Wick, you son of a bitch. You're back in the life. You're back in the life. Uh, I'm doing a hand, an Italian hand. And he says, I don't want to be back in the life. Uh, and they said, it doesn't matter. You're back in the life. Uh, and he says, oh, you're a real son of a bitch. So then they blow up his house. And seemed like an overreaction. It does seem like an overreaction. But it doesn't strike me that he would care as much about them blowing up his house as they did about him killing his puppy. But he does. Yeah, Because he, he goes on a bloody rampage. But his house was filled with memories of his, his wife. wife. Pictures and little videos. And we had like an interesting aside where he talked about how grieving might be more difficult in the future. With yeah. all these videos of the people that, you know, have left you and moved on. And he probably wouldn't have backed all the pictures up to the cloud because he is an international assassin. He is. And he doesn't want... He, like sort of thing his storage around. is mostly under concrete in the basement. Yes. Bad concreting, though, you said, as an expert yeah. concreter. Yeah, I mean, it was real weak. Didn't I, seem to be the good a good sand to Can you not break ratio. up the concrete and then that's grog? Uh, does, sang, does concrete want grog in it? It does. I mean, for concrete to be concrete, it needs um, stone in it. Yeah. But you want those stones to be about 10 to 20 mil in uh, diameter. Right. Nice, even, good you don't grip. Want big chunks of old concrete. No, big chunks of old concrete will sit and it just kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't bind well together. Mm. Like, but you, then, have, you have, a, you've established a fault line there. Yeah. Rather but then than wrapping something in if cement. He, if he needs to come back down and access his guns and, and money in an emergency, it would make it easier to break open. Yeah. So maybe he did it on purpose. But, I mean, who puts in bad concrete? If you were that concerned about the emergency, you just put in a trap door. Like good concrete mm. above all else, Mick. <laughs> Welcome to Concreting Weekly with Michael and Shane. <laughs> Where, no. What are we talking about? John Wick. John, John Wick 2. Yes, but Shane, what sets John Wick 2 apart from John Wick 1? One of the things I like about John Wick oh, okay, the most on. is the world building. Go on. And John Wick 1 very much takes you from, John Wick's a normal bloke. Yeah. Is um, he though? To, oh God, 
that like the cop shows up after in John Wick one, the cop shows up after there's been a team of assassins sent to get him, and looks in the door, sees bodies, and he's like, "Is the cop's name Jimmy? It is Jimmy, Jimmy the, the cop. cop. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you working again, John?" And he's like, "No, I just had some guests over or something along that." Like, so does that then, mean? Hold on, I'm going to interrupt you there for a second. Does that mean Jimmy the cop knows about the world of international everyone assassins? Everyone knows about the world of international <laughs> assassins. All right, go on. the world that you and I see is just a thin veneer pulled over the world of international <laughs> assassins. <laughs> We're literally the only people who don't know. Oh. But Shane, if everyone's assassins... Sorry, we're jumping the gun a little bit here. But if everyone's assassins, how do I... Who, do you, who gets assassinated if everyone's assassins? I don't Other know. assassins? Other assassins. I think you can have a normal job within the world of assassins. You just need to know. Mm. Like, presumably, there are people who are aware of the world yeah. of assassins and get paid in gold coin for things. Right. And host a weekly assassin-based podcast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> under the cover of it being about concreting yeah yeah because everything's a nod and a wink and yeah. we're not really assassins the sommelier scene in John Wick 2 is something to behold is the sommelier the sommelier played, played by uh, nerd icon Peter Serafinovich yes is he in John Wick 1 uh, I don't think so was he not He that was the Italian uh, continental hotel Right, he was in, and they don't visit that in John Wick One. We were disappointed to learn that there is no Continental Hotel in Dublin. No, for us to visit <laughs> and put <laughs> a gold coin on the counter. Ask for Lance Reddick or yeah. the manager. Is the manager in? Shane, the the one of the one of the things that we noticed while watching it was if someone has any sort of distinguishing characteristic. You can be pretty sure they're an assassin. Yeah, if you've got a hat. Yeah, if someone's got a hat on, probably an assassin. If it's like a sexy French violinist, she's an assassin. Yeah, an overweight Japanese man. <clears throat> definitely an assassin. Yeah. He's coming at you. Some guy just eating his dinner? Yeah, probably. Probably, <laughs> probably an assassin. <laughs> all homeless people in this universe, Shane, appear to be assassins. Yeah. Is it all people, all homeless people in this universe, or is it just homeless people past 14th Street? Uh, possibly just past 14th Street. Mm. That's where... What was his name? Lawrence Fishburne. No, the character name. I don't know if he got a name, did he? No. He was it was nice kid. to see them back together, wasn't it? It was, and a little reference. Yeah. Uh, is there a little reference? I Not don't really. know. We met before. Yeah. But Mr. Yeah, Wick but... doesn't remember. There's a much more overt reference to The Matrix in the trailer for John Wick 3, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Yes. Um, would you like to live... In that world. I'd like to be Jimmy the cop. <laughs> Just aware of what's going yeah. on and carry on your life. John Wick's house it. is blowing up. You show up, you see him and you're like, gas leak, John. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem great though. Like, I mean. Like that is, that is my style of policing right there. There doesn't seem to be a lot of policing in this universe. No. Because people find it very easy to just disappear bodies. And there appears to be no investigation into why these people are killed. I think once you sign up to the world of international assassin, you mm. you kind of give up your right to due process. What did you think about the fighting? I like the fighting. Mm. One of the things I like about the fighting is Keanu Reeves hits the same or a variation on the same move. Like he's fond of a fireman's. Yeah. Which is where... Describe a fireman's first there, Shane. Um, if you were a fireman and you were carrying a damsel out of a house. Or... Uh, a man um, yeah well probably a damsel just right. throw her over the shoulder yeah um, that's a type of takedown where you do that and you kind of sit through it right and throw them over Keanu Reeves hits that a couple of times I think three yeah which is realistic mm -hmm. if you fight somebody who's training regularly they'll hit the same moves mm -hmm. now 
myself and Mick fight regularly and have basically stalemated each other <laughs> from knowing exactly what the other person is going to do. But that isn't a problem for John Wick because he keeps killing fuckers. Yeah, because he just kills them. Yeah, he's like, double tap. It's very hard to... My, my favourite bit was where he was trying to kill the man in the helmet and he just went bang, 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 bang. <laughs> he shot him at least 15 times. Yeah. It was quite spectacular. Um, so John Wick, yeah, the fighting, it's like... Uh, Keanu Reeves may he does that throw where he he crosses over their own arms and turns his back while yeah. having a grip of their uh, cuffs and then throws them over his shoulder he does that three or four yeah. times he does that he uses like he throws on a uh, triangle choke mm-hmm. a jiu-jitsu triangle choke a couple of times made famous by Lethal Weapon yeah um, that was real loose <laughs> um, he does that a couple of times like real simple stuff he does uh, a berimbolo. He does. Which was invented by our friend Lee Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, undeniably. <laughs> it's true. Like, look it up. Look it up on the internet if you don't believe us. Um, yeah. So he keeps hitting this stuff that he's good at, that he knows. There's not an, there's not an attempt by the fight choreographer to try and cram in as much as they can. Yeah, I it's like to that. to try and make it look tight and realistic. The tracking of the fights, you don't get, like, three angles of a shot there's no shaky cam no there's no shaky cam it's filmed from a little bit further away mm-hmm. if you look at Man of Tai Chi that was made by Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. with the stunt team from the is Matrix is that the one where there are loads of samurai no um, what's that one 99 samurai 47 Ronan yeah that's what I said I got 99 samurai <laughs> <laughs> very good can I just wrap now no please don't um, yeah like that has the same just pulled back camera just let you see the fight as a spectator. It doesn't want to be in there like Jason Bourne and give you the visceral sense of, oh, I'm in a fight. Everything's shaky. Everything's hard. I was going to I don't say, know what's going on. In many ways, it's the antidote to Jason Bourne. Yeah. Which, I mean, there was a point too, but it became a bit too regular and that's what everything did. Mm. And James Bond still is making Jason Bourne yeah. films. For a while, we lost the simple joy of you know, being in a schoolyard and standing back and watching two people fight. <laughs> like, I wasn't a part of it. I was just shouting for blood. Go on, get him, John get Wick. Him. It's very much uh, a kung fu movie in many ways, but a guns and western fighting kung fu movie. Yeah. Well, western fighting, there's all sorts of fighting in there. But, I mean, he doesn't do a like, kung fu. No, but remember the they're in among the taxis and the kicky guy comes out. Yeah. And that guy clearly wants to have a kickboxing match. Yeah, but he doesn't last very long, does no, he? Because he gets shot. He does. He gets <laughs> shot in both knees. Yeah, you can't do a you can't do a kickboxing on a man with a gun. No. You'll get you'll get shot in the legs. Yeah, uh, there's plenty of knife fighting. It's all close quarters stuff. It's yeah. like it's if you look at some of the Marvel stuff, Go on. um I think we all hated the fighting in Iron Fist. But the fighting in season one of Daredevil really told a story like it. It bounced from being quite boxing based to being kind of more Eastern martial arts yeah. based, depending on the mood or depending who on who fighting. he was fighting, yeah. depending on like the stage he was at in his own kind of mental assessment and yeah. breakdown. Like essentially in that first corridor, he just assaults those men. Yeah. And then when he fights Nobu, they have a kind of stupid flippy yeah. Nobu fight. Because he's had to embrace this to mm-hmm. move on. And like the fighting was, it was an interesting part. Whereas you look at something shit like Iron Fist, the fighting was just some people getting knocked over. Iron Fist really could have been good, but they just didn't put the time or the money. They're going to do a Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu film in Phase 4. That could be insensitive. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it might be good. Um, Tell me what you tell tell the listeners the thing you told me about uh, John Wick 1 when, when they had a lower budget. 
what did I tell you about John? And the guy got knocked out. Oh yeah, they, they had a lower budget, so they had about six people to that could attack Keanu Reeves. But like he deals with six people real quick. Yeah. So the first person who gets shot has to crawl around behind the camera and come back at him from a different angle. Mm. It's just brilliant. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, do you think that John Wick would have taken out Thanos if Thanos had snapped away his puppy? Yes. I don't think he would have. I don't think he has. He doesn't have any attacks which are damaging enough to damage Thanos. What would he do? Well, John Wickham. I don't know if he could. I don't know if I don't know if a fireman's throw would work on an eight foot tall, super strong, <laughs> mutant Titan <laughs> Eternal. Um, he'd probably find some sort of magic knife and just stab him a bit. Would with he it. get a magic knife? Yeah. Is that in his skill Dragon set? glass or something? <laughs> just makes everything. But like in together. he would go, he would have some gold coins, and he would find somebody who had a weapon that could damage Thanos. Then he would go at Thanos and stab him a lot with it. Hmm. Like there wouldn't be, and like the great thing about it is the story is moving in one direction. Right. You start watching the film and you're like, okay, this is where it's going. Yeah. There's no surprise twist at the end of it. No, there really isn't. Like at the end of John Wick 2, I turned to you and went, and Dean McShane's his father. And you went, is he? <laughs> he might be. He might be. I mean, if that turns out to be true, I called it here first, folks. But the twist isn't the point. There doesn't need to be anything like that. It's those guys have pissed off John Wick. Now he's going to go fucking kill them. We had a look then, Shane, at the trailer for John Wick 3, Pair of Bellends. <laughs> What does Parabellum mean again? Prepare for war. Oh yeah, that's it. It's what all the young lads around the flats have tattooed on them. <laughs> this episode is going to be called Down Around the Flats. Down Around the Flats with Shane. Um, prepare for war. Yeah. Anyway, um, we had a look at that. I'm nervous about episode three. I am... Oh, look, I'm nervous about any property that I love being... Having uh, Halle Berry introduced. Yeah, I mean, though, she should, could she open a cat suit? She might. She it looks might. like she has a nice leather trouser. Yeah. I mean, if it was the 90s or the early 2000s, it would be unnecessarily sexy. <laughs> but it's not that type of film, is it? No. Um, yeah, look, anything that you've enjoyed, and like we've enjoyed two movies from the John Wick universe here, mm-hmm. um, anything like that that somebody comes along and tries to improve upon and tries to change and tries to add to, there's always the risk they make an absolute tits of it. It's true. Look at Marvel's The Inhumans. Yes, look at that. Don't look at it. (laughs) Avert your eyes. You'll turn Um, to stone. But they've managed to make two movies. They've had an escalated budget in the second one. Mm -hmm. And they've just expanded the world. Are you concerned at all that introducing this Halle Berry character will in some way humanise John Wick? More than having a dog, yeah, and being a dog lover. Like he actually, if you, he doesn't have a personality. He's just no. a silent, deadly assassin man. We described Ben. Actually, I more described Ben and Mick laughed along as <laughs> this is true. being the anti Keanu Reeves. Go on, um, instantly likable. Well, Keanu Reeves is instantly likable. Very good. Can't do an accent for shit. He can. So they just mostly keep him silent, and with that grimace, he does. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much the entire John Wick character. All of his responses to questions are poorly timed. Someone will ask him a question and he'll then take a second and go, Yeah, I'm yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I need guns. <laughs> and then that's it. That's his, that's his character. Yeah. He's a man who's back and needs guns. Yeah, that, likes that's dogs. Every, that's everything there is to him. We don't even know if he likes dogs. No. He just accepts responsibility. Oh, imagine your good lady left you... Um, and arranged for a cat to be dropped on your doorstep. More cats to More piss cats. on my stuff. And then they just kept pissing on your stuff. <laughs> but you had to keep a cat for what? Like they live for a thousand years or something? About 20. Oh, God. Cats live a long time. And they get more incontinent as they get older. 
my whole house is gonna fucking stink by 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 2025 the cats don't stop pissing on things shane um are you excited about the co- <laughs> what's wrong with you you know fidgety are you excited about the concept of a spin-off no they're going to do a continental hotel tv series that scares me I think the director and as long as you have the core team keep mm-hmm. creative control of a project yeah. for a movie, mm-hmm. they can keep it on track. Right. You know, might run the risk. Some decisions could be made that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I think, look, I, I'll be able to get behind it. A what? TV show just won't have the budget. Concessions have to be made. Too much universe building. The inconsistencies that you can gloss over a bit in a movie will be laid bare. Yeah, It'll like Agents no of S.H.I.E.L.D. time travel. Sense. Yeah. Mick's favourite t- show or Agents the Creed. of S.H.I.E.L.D. or the Cree in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. oh god yeah um, what about the proposed ballerina spin-off they're proposing a movie called Ballerina which would be set in the John Wick universe where everyone's assassins Ooh. but with a lady I assume if it's called Ballerina who is a ballerina yeah. and an assassin yeah I mean, haven't they done that wasn't that called Red Sparrow it might have been Red Sparrow yeah wasn't that also called Black Widow yeah it'll yeah look Apparently, the production company have bought a, a spec script called Ballerina. Spin-offs are always risky. Mm. Any sort of TV show or Except any Hobson Shaw. Is still risky. <laughs> have you seen the most recent trailer where they go back to Hobbs' home and he gets his family all dressed up in, like, kind of native war garb? Yeah. And that's how they take on a band of marauders. It's going to be great. Oh, I'm worried about the third act. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be Hawaiians versus... Criminals. Guns. Hawaiians versus guns. Um, yeah. What were you saying there? Sorry. Anytime you go, anytime you spin off. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you're watching John Wick and you can accept the little cracks and the things that don't make any sense. Like, is everyone an assassin? Yeah. But you go into a TV world, you have to justify, why is that farmer also an assassin? <laughs> yeah. And will he still keep producing the food that I need to eat? Yeah, don't kill him. Yeah. He's making the food. Yeah. Like, it's... Don't... Yeah. If any of the executives are listening to this podcast... Um, don't do it. It's funny though, because what you were saying is what your favorite thing about it is the world building. But then you're saying that you don't want that world explored too much. No, because any world that doesn't have people who you know make food, make your bed, make the food, look after children. Like are are the maids play violin? In... Are the maids in the Continental Hotel also assassins? I hope so. Do they know? I think so. They're probably very. Sexy but are too. they still paid like a maid's wage, despite the fact that they work in a hotel full of assassins? And they're also assassins. Yeah, I think everyone's assassins. I don't know. It's it's so confusing. I like the world building when I can gloss over that kind of thing. The practicalities. Yeah, it's like oh, there's a hotel and assassins go there, and there's no business conducted on it. Isn't that That's also brilliant? The plot of Jodie Foster's The Hotel of Assassins. With Dave Batista, Yeah. I was the only person in Ireland who saw that movie. <laughs> I don't even remember what it's called. I think it was called The Hotel with All the Assassins the in Hotel it. Hotel Artemis? Yeah, that's actually... Yeah. yeah. Is that what the plot of that was? Um, she was more of a hospital for assassins, but yes. It could have been a spin-off of John Wick yeah. if it wanted. It could have, yeah, very much. Hmm. Like, it, it exists in the same type of mental space. Do you think that, like how Red Sparrow could have been a Black Widow movie? Hotel Artemis could have been a John Wick film if it wanted. Yeah. Or a John Wick set got, in the John Wick universe. If they'd gotten the rights. Yeah. It's a little bit less John Wick universe in the sense that criminals just pay a membership to this. Right. Not everybody else in the world is an assassin. Yeah, but I mean, the world of assassins like, still has criminals, I imagine. It does. Well, does it? I don't or know. Are they all controlled? How do they make money? I don't know. Well, 
those guys seem to have drugs. They were shipping drugs. They at were the start. shipping drugs. Yeah. yeah. So they are just the standard mafia. Yeah. And they have contracts. Like I think this is the highest end crime families. Yeah. Who kind of control all of crime worldwide, and they sit down. Like, but in Ireland, Shane, assassins are lads in dodgy tracksuits with spidery fringes. Yeah, often from down the flats. <laughs> it all ties back. It all does. It all ties back. They're that, not lad, that lad who fucked an egg at me. <laughs> it's probably, that was his assassin training. In the future, that will be a shuriken. <laughs> um, yeah, in the real world, assassins aren't that smooth. Are you worried that we're heading into a period where, like as happened with pirates... Pirates have gone from awful, degenerate, murdering villains to children's icons. Yeah. Do you think in a few years we'll be having children dressing up as assassins for Halloween? Oh, coming in in there. Wait, are they going to dress up as sexy assassins like John Wick or lads in the flat? (laughs) (laughs) Sexy assassins like John Wick. Okay, yeah. So they come in in suits. They won't be like doing lines of coke off mirrors. Yeah, no, there'll be kids. There'll be like teenagers at Halloween dressed up as smooth assassins doing lines of coke off mirrors no the smooth assassins don't do that do they not no john wick wouldn't like that would take john wick's edge away oh yeah that's why the does he not take painkillers is that from john wick or is that from i think some he, similar thing that's no. from punisher he john wick has i think at most taken a couple of paracetamol with some whiskey mm. that's about as much as he's done punisher doesn't take painkillers yeah because it takes his edge off um and then we'll have kids' birthday parties teamed around assassins. Yeah, set in the future in Sky Cities. Yeah, ath- assassin-themed bouncy castles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kids lepping out at each other, <laughs> breaking each other's necks. <laughs> God, I'm an assassin! Yeah. I'm an assassin! Medical technology will have advanced to the point where that can just be healed. Yeah, like that episode of Rick and Morty. I was thinking more like that thing with Matt Damon. Sky Elysium? City. Yes. Elysium. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good film. Not about assassins. Shane, are there any other good kind of silent, we're going to get you assassin films for people who would enjoy a John Wick? See, I mean... I'm, going to, I'm coming at you. I'm going to get you. Taken was there and Taken was great. And then they went and Taken 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and 7 Taken on were, a train. All, were all shit. Taken on a train again. Yeah. Taken on a plane. They took an unlikely kind of killer introduces like wow this guy is an unlikely killer but he's real good do you remember the and one where that was a great movie and then everything else <laughs> fell apart equalizer one was good yeah equalizer two was not i have not seen equalizer two have you not does he kill a man with a gun a staple gun um that's one isn't it yeah he's working in a hardware shop and the second one he's actually set himself up as like you can email his gmail account and he'll come and he'll, he'll help come you assassinate you um and then somebody kills a friend of his and is it chloe Moritz? no it's an older, less attractive person. <laughs> um, yeah, so he goes after the people who killed her, and it's just shit. What was the one about Liam Neeson being a spy who loses his memory in Berlin that was advertised like it was going to be taken, and then it was a slow-paced spy thriller? Do you remember that one? Was that not just the title of it? <laughs> it should have been, they've taken my memories. Yeah. And then take Liam just Neeson like, just did a glut of films that were essentially the same premise or marketed as the same. It's incredible, really, isn't it? Yeah. That, that that happened. And I mean, surely he sees the irony of it. I don't think he cares anymore. No, I think I, since, since his wife more. died, he's kind of lost interest in it. Went grim there. Yeah. Well, I think that's what happened. Yeah. His uh, wife died and he got an interest in revenge thrillers, basically. <laughs> and now he just makes a living by trotting out the same old character. Yeah. And... Trying to look agile despite being a 70-year-old yeah. man from Northern Ireland. The poor One guy. of the nice things, I think Keanu Reeves did a 
fair proportion of his stunts. Now, right. there's one stunt where Ke- the Keanu Reeves character in John Wick, John Wick, John Wick, yeah. is just rolled down a stairs. Yeah. I'd say he volunteered somebody for that. Possibly. I think it, it looked, looked a lot sore. like a- it looked yeah. very painful. It looked like a real stairs. Yeah, it looked like a real hard concrete stairs that they got. rolled an actor down. <laughs> Poor guy. Looked painful. A lot of it does look painful. That's the other thing. Remember at the very start of John Wick 2, there's uh, there's like a, like a, I don't know if they really do that in New York, but someone is projecting a movie onto the side of a building and it's a Buster Keaton film. And I said to you, is that a little homage to when all stunts were practical? And is that a kind of mission statement for the film to say, this is what we're aiming to be, practical stunts in a real world? Am I reading too much into that? You might be. I don't know. Let's ask the directors. Yeah. We have them here. It's a surprise. <laughs> We've left them here silently for the whole Chad Strahelski. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, very good. Shane, what do you think... What what do you see as the if you don't think that the Buster Keaton silent protagonist silent movie era is uh, an inspiration? What do you think are the inspirations for the resurgence of this type of film, John Wick in particular? I think there's a kickback against the Bourne style of fight choreography. Steady cam rushing around the place. Yeah, I think people, with a, people like to see. Just pull the camera back and let them watch the action. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got people in the film industry like Keanu Reeves is big into. The martial arts side of it. Yeah. He's actually on our list of people we'd like to. He is uh, go do a jujitsu with celebrities we want to fight. Yeah. Um. If anybody would like to sponsor that as a vlog, a vlog. Yeah. Me and Mick go train with a celebrity. Um. Have a good natured, athletic encounter on the jujitsu mats. Yeah. And then chat to them about life, the world, and jujitsu training. We'd really appreciate that. Yeah. And if Russell Brand is listening, um, I'm just gonna fuck you up. Does Russell Brand do jujitsu? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. We're going to fuck him up so hard. <laughs> this is for Katy Perry. <laughs> Although, did he do anything bad to her? We don't know. Do nah, we? I don't we, care. Who, who do we do? We don't know. Haven't heard from Katy Perry in a while. No, she's dropped off the, the surface of the earth, hasn't she? Yeah. What? I think she's doing American Idol. Is she? Yeah. Huh. This is a nice little tangent. <laughs> Shall we? Anyway, silent protagonists. Keanu Reeves likes martial arts. Yeah, it harks back. There's like a kind of a Western element to it. Mm. You're silent, you know, high plains drifter, you're preacher riding into town who turns out to be Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it really is. It, I mean, it's essentially the film Unforgiven. Isn't it? No. There's a revenge. There's a revenge. There's absolutely no remorse or taking stock of what it takes to take a man's life. In Unforgiven is Yeah. Unforgiven. Oh, yeah. The entire first act is about how that whole kind of mythological killer mm-hmm. or, you know, mythic kind of hero of the Old West doesn't really exist. Mm. We're all just folk and this guy got real lucky. John Wick is all about, no, this guy genuinely is the best. He's Baba Yaga. He's Baba Yaga. Do you think in the future when people make... If anything, of- the stories you've heard about John Wick have been watered down. <laughs> Actual brilliant. quote from the movie. That's one of the best lines. Do you think that um, in the future when people are inventing characters who are like a Saint of Killers type character from Preacher, it will just be John Wick? I hope so. It will just be a man with greasy hair in a suit <laughs> and a gun. <laughs> and a permanent scowl. And a permanent scowl. He has, his facial hair is groomed into a permanent scowl, yeah. so he can't help it. Anyway, Shane, I think we'll wrap it up there. Okay. That's probably enough talking about John Wick. Unless you have anything else to say. I have so much more to say about John Wick, but... Well, uh, say, say one more thing about John Wick. I love John Wick. <laughs> it does. It's going to be so much better than Endgame. Look, I don't, oh, I don't know about it's that. It's going to be shorter. It will be shorter. I'm still worried about Halle Berry, though. I don't think Halle Berry has ever added anything to a franchise. 
No, she hasn't. Yeah, see. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for listening. Listen next week, please. Hundredth uh, episode. I never do this. This is Ben's bit. Hundredth <laughs> um, episode next week. Uh, listen to that. It'll hopefully be good. Uh, we're on the SoundCloud, aren't we? Yeah, SoundCloud. Yeah, you're still on Michael SoundCloud. Podcast. Uh, Spotify. Uh, look, Spotify's real handy. You don't have to keep watching the video. Yeah, um, Spotify is good. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't stop auto playing when your phone goes on on on, on, on screen lock. Screen lock. Yeah, it's brilliant. Listen to Spotify. Spotify is good. iTunes is good too. Yeah, you can leave us a review on iTunes if you want. Only you if could. it's a good one though. Don't nah. Our, don't, no, give don't. it five stars, but use your words to leave a bad review. Yeah, that's fair. Give five stars and say Ben's a prick. No, <laughs> someone did that. <laughs> it wasn't me. I, I assumed it was you, but apparently it wasn't. Right. Uh, well th- done, that man. Thanks for look. Listen, just go, if you're already listening to this, then I don't know why we're telling you. But tell tell your friends. Tell yeah. your friends to give it a listen and tell, do some of that feedback thing. Email and yeah. email in your best quote from John Wick. My, yeah, email in your favorite moment from who is your favorite silent assassin? Yeah, who is it? Who who is it? Arya Stark. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Secular. <laughs>